Hey y'all, if you're interested in starting a podcast, listen up. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easy and then you can distribute it everywhere. That's what me and Jojo use. And it's all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. It lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating it today. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money with ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's free. It's free 99. So go ahead and get started. Each year, so many of us set unrealistic goals of becoming skinnier or better, but rarely happier. But why? Just because of the media dictates what's sexy and pretty? We want folks around the world to feel confident about their bodies and sexuality no matter what. That's why we want to make 2023 about love, pleasure, and good sex. Beducated has helped thousands of people enjoy better and more frequent sex. How? By helping them overcome social stigmas and taboos, dealing with body shame, dealing with shame around sex, and feeling free to explore their sexuality. Let's kick off our journey to sexual happiness with 40% off Beducated. Get access to 100 plus online courses on sexual health and intimacy led by the world's top experts. So be sure to use our coupon code at Let's Chat. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Tyra. Ooh. Yeah, now that you said that, I just got hot. <laughs> I don't know what it is about opening every new episode uh-huh. that I just, like, get a rush. And I'm, like, nervous and hot and excited at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. That just never goes away. But that's good. Mm-hmm. So what's popping? Talk to me, what's baby. Good? Talk to me what's nice. Good? How are you feeling? I am feeling like I need some sleep. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what. Well, I mean, I've been working a lot, you know, uh-huh. getting some overtime in and shit because I'm trying to get some get some of this money and pay off a couple things uh-huh. um, so then I can get back to saving. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I don't know what it is. I just feel like I'm just sleepy a lot of the time. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that's like a mental exhaustion or like. Well, I think it's because you work overnight, so your sleep schedule is all fucked up. And then, like you, you, it's like it's, she's like a nurse. Like she, nurses work like three times a week or four times a week, and they work these crazy hours, and then they're yeah. off for four days. But during those days, they're tired. Yeah. For the most part, I mean, I don't know if any nurses are listening to this that can relate, <laughs> but that's what it looks like and sounds like. Yeah. Maybe, but I don't know because I feel like with me working overnight, it's never really been an issue. Mm-hmm. I think like for me, what my thing is sometimes is um, I always try to be on the go. So like if I'm working overnight and I get a little, I happen to get a little, you know, shut eye throughout mm-hmm. the night. Um, I don't want to waste my days. Like if I come home in the morning, I'm like, all right, I need to sleep for like four or five hours. Mm-hmm. Knowing damn well I'm tired as hell and I need a full eight hours just to catch up. Mm-hmm. I'll like wake up in like four or five hours and be like, I got to do something with my day. And it's either a hit or miss or whether or not it turned out to be a really good day. Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes I I make myself get up to do it. And then Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I hate myself for doing that. And I want to go back to sleep. So, Mm -hmm. but I'm good. Other than that, I'm good. I'm great. I'm blessed. I'm living, you know, 15 days into the new year. (sighs) 
and I still haven't had an alcoholic beverage. By the time you see this, this is a pre-record. Hate to say it, but uh, it'll probably be like end of the month. Yeah, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. I'm going for a month of no alcohol. Yeah, you know, you could do it. I know I could do. Hey, it. I'm not sound, a person that we drink. Like an like an alcoholic, like you could no, do it. No, no, but you know when it's like when you can't when you put yourself in a position to where you can't have something oh, yeah. or like you know uh-huh. you really want it. Yeah, like we don't drink a lot. Unless, like, we go out, we'll, like, mm-hmm. if it's, like, a social thing, we'll go out, we'll drink. But, like, sometimes at home, we drink wine. Yeah. Like, during dinner and shit. So, I think, like, knowing that that can't happen, mm-hmm. it makes you want it more. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually super surprised because I have, a like, half, not even half, a whole box of high noons in the fucking, oh, um, yeah. in the fridge that we brought brought back from Mm -hmm. florida mind you i bought those high noons in florida for new year's (laughs) and they're still sitting in there untouched which i'm surprised you don't drink them but again she she won't she's not the type of person who drinks in the house i just feel i'll drink wine but i'm not gonna sit here and drink like a beer yeah unless like it's a seltzer like we're pre-gaming or something Mm -hmm. and i don't know yeah same I can drink one and then I'll be over it. I got to be like in a social uh-huh. mood to really throw back. But wine, I can get to it. Yeah. But yeah. And then we have like a like a half bottle of Josh, which I'm also surprised that you have not drink, drunk it. Yeah. Um, that's still sitting there. So I'm like, um, I'm surprised I'm not itching to drink it. Well, the reason why I'm not touching it because I feel bad. Oh, you yeah. care about me. I'm trying to be like a good... Um, like, I don't My know. support system? Yeah. yeah. Aww. Mm-hmm. How motivating. Okay, yeah. I won't drink after this. <laughs> Let me stop. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I feel good. I feel like um, um, like last year, as in 2022, like the, the previous <laughs> like episodes, I feel like during the holidays, like I was just really stressed mm-hmm. and just like over shit. And like, I feel like you could kind of feel the tension and i don't know how the listeners probably thought about it but now i feel it's not because it's it's the new year but it's just like Mm self-reflection and like being always thinking about my thoughts and like whenever i have a negative thought trying to turn it into a positive just because of like manifestation and everything else like you know everyone's like oh my my manifestations for this year and things like that. And I was, we talked about this briefly, but like, I always felt a certain type of way with people who would manifest things. Cause I'm like, it's not enough to just manifest it. You got to put in the work. So let's talk about how you put in the work, you know? Um, so I just been feeling more positive and trying to have like a positive outlook on things. And even if it sounds delusional, like I just, like I told you that I had a certain manifestation for the podcast. And I was like, I don't give a fuck if it sounds delusional. <laughs> We're going to make it happen. All right. Um, and just having that outlook, because it's like, if 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 we have a negative outlook, that's all we're going to get. Negative, yeah. negative stuff. The negative um, results. Yeah. So just trying to turn like the negatives into positives and just literally thinking happy thoughts. Like starting my day with like, I'm going to have a good day today. Like. You know, even if shit, little shit happens, I'm just like, well, we're going to turn it around because yeah. I feel like when I'm stressed, I get migraines. And then when I get migraines, I like, I'm annoyed, irritable, just like over the shit, over the shit, don't want to do anything any, anymore. Um, 
So yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you're in that mind state. Mm -hmm. Oh, good job, babe. (laughs) She want to be that tight now. Let me stop. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I do agree. When you start thinking like a certain way, I mean, I don't know. I can't say that's for everybody. Everybody has their own way of thinking. But I Mm -hmm. think like once you find a way where you're like, okay, I'm not going to allow things to affect me. And Mm -hmm. this is what's going to help me to not be affected or like you said, irritable Mm -hmm. and annoyed and shit. You know, it really goes a long way. It's the little things, you know, we got to take the little things and and just be with it, you know? Yeah. And I feel like we're we're always, we're always going to have days where it's like, oh, that that wasn't my best day but it's like sometimes you can't prevent things from happening like example like my car having to get fixed i was so annoyed by that because i'm like i was just annoyed by having to continuously put money into this car yeah but i was like you know what just chill at the end of the day you got a car right you know the little right. things that that try to fuck you up what's the bigger picture you know right i'm like I just, don't know. There's just always, relax there's always a win in something uh-huh. right i've learned that there's mm-hmm. always a win in something. Something yeah. throughout your day. You got up early. You got your workout in. Yeah, and like, I, I got myself. I got up early, and I don't wake up early. She does. Mm-hmm. I got my workout in. She got up. She slept in. It was mm-hmm. it's the weekend. She needed to sleep in. She still managed to get her workout in. Like you know, when we accomplish the little things, yeah. I feel like it pushes us in the you know more positive and mm-hmm. more like yeah peaceful direction. Yeah, that also relates to like. The law of attraction, which is very similar to like manifestation, just like speaking things into existence. Like I'm going to have a good day today, no matter what. And then next thing you know, good things start happening to you. And yeah. Um, but be realistic about what a good day is to you, you know, right. don't be unrealistic. Like, oh, I'm going to find a hundred dollars on the ground. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm going to win the lottery today. Yeah. Or, and like also relates to like, like working out and things. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to work out. Like it was what I thought about in the morning, and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let anything get in the way of that. And I think that also has to do with like the selfish era slash soft girl era. Like I'm on nobody's time but my own. Period. I'm sorry, like <laughs> you know, because I feel like me and you are we're like people people pleasers. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm a people pleaser when it comes to like my family, yeah. and I think that you're a people pleaser when it comes to your friends. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes we try to juggle all these things and it's literally not possible. Right. Like, how do we take care of ourselves first without seeming, seeming, seeming so selfish? Yeah. Like, right. Disconnected. But it's, like it, it's necessary. Like, yeah. it's really, it's necessary. Yeah. Anyway, without further ado, mm-hmm. we're going to get into our topic today. I hope you guys are all doing well. Um, yeah. Again, welcome newcomers and hello, friends. Yeah. So today I wanted to kind of talk about, you know, being accepted into your partner's family, you know, more so the parent aspect of it. Um, but I guess also, you know, sibling wise and stuff. And I only like brought this up or thought this up as a topic because I really see some nutty buddy ass shit when it comes to like family dynamics, you know, mm-hmm. you have family who don't give a fuck about each other and the ones who care too much about each other you know Mm -hmm. and not to say that anything is ever too much but when you're when you kind of like don't have the the boundaries and like Mm -hmm. you kind of just intertwine into each other's lives and relationships it's it's like ooh, that's a little toxic so um that's kind of what i wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. uh do you feel like your family is toxic or like not, I don't want to say, 
agaso. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that at times it could be toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like my family has good intentions. But there's certain people who mm-hmm. could be a little bit toxic. Like I have certain cousins that are like a little bit problematic. <laughs> I haven't um, met them yet. <laughs> you haven't met them. Haven't They're met a great them. time and they don't listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when we're having like these big family reunions and things like that and there's like new people in there, for some reason, sometimes they get into arguments with like new people and I'm like, you just met them. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I'm on your side, but like <laughs> right. we don't got to fight. We don't have to physically fight. Yeah. And sometimes, like this is going to sound crazy, but my family has physically fought and like family reunions and i'm like wow what the fuck is going on like what the fuck is going on and then i'm getting upset and then i'm talking to them crazy and then it's just like drama at times (laughs) drama drama um but i think my family has gotten better like um with like their reactions and things like that and i don't know I don't know if it's just the age since they're getting older. I feel like parents get to a certain age and they're, and they're they, just like more they're calm. Just like, yeah, they're just like, they don't care. Yeah. They don't got the energy to be arguing or fighting with Do people. Do you feel like your parents like care too much? Um, When it comes to like your life and things that you do? and Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I think they do that though because they care. Mm-hmm. And they want to see me happy. They want to, they basically want me to have things that they don't have or things that they couldn't accomplish at my age. Um, and they want me to be surrounded around like good people. They want me to date like a good person. Like it's like they have these expectations just because they want the best for me. I don't think it's ever on some like toxic shit. Right. So I do listen to like what my parents have to say. And they're also the type of parents that they're very kind. Like, you know, my parents, they're just very... Super generous. Very, like, they have... My mom used to be crazy. Now she's better. But <laughs> all the patients in the world... Yeah. Like, Jojo went on, like, a family vacation with us. And I told her, I was like, this is how they are. Like, my dad be listening to podcasts on the drive. You're going to be listening to some Dominican shit. So just bring your own headphones. <laughs> um, but, like... Even just, like, the interactions when it came to, like, getting food. when it Even when we were rushing... All, they had all the patience and all yeah. the time. Like they, they're at this stage in their life where they're they're not bothered. Yeah, very unbothered. <laughs> uh-huh. Very unbothered. Like they're not screaming, they're not yelling, they're not rushing you. Like they're they're just be chilling. I've definitely said this before, and mm-hmm. I tell her all the time. It's bad enough that like my communication, like the barrier that I have between me and her parents, mm-hmm. is the Spanish. Mm-hmm. But besides that, it's how low they talk. <laughs> They literally whisper and it kills me because when I was in the van, now I've been around them and I, I'd be like, yo, how you hear them? Mm-hmm. But like in the van, Dyra's sitting in the back mm-hmm. and like her dad's driving up front and he's like whispering, whispering, <laughs> like sweet thoughts. And Dyra's like responding and I'm like, what the fuck? He ain't saying nothing. And it just gets me all the time because I'm like, how do y'all hear each other? Like I really don't get it. Yeah. But. I mean, they're not. I feel like my mom talks loud when she's on the phone with her friends mm-hmm. and she's like talking to uh, our family in DR. That makes like sense. Like my mom could get real crazy sometimes. Yeah. But for the most part, they're a little soft, soft spoken. Mm-hmm. But if somebody crosses them, they're getting crazy. Yeah, they're not for the shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't doubt it. <laughs> um, but yeah, how did you feel when you met my parents? <laughs> 
I was mad nervous. <laughs> I think I'm uh, like anybody's nervous meeting somebody's parents, whether it's like a friend's parent, you know, partner's parent. Shit, if you didn't know your own parents, you'd be scared to meet them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was nervous. One, because of obviously the language barrier. I'm not really good. My Spanish isn't sufficient, you know. Um, So I definitely was nervous about that because it's just like, how are you supposed to m- not even just make a good impression, but how are you supposed to make conversation and find a level of relation with someone if you can't conversate, you know? If there is no mm-hmm. dialogue. So I definitely was worried about that. Obviously, I had you and your sister there. Um, I think the main thing that made me a little bit more comfortable. And I'm already embarrassed about this. You know, I'm already embarrassed at the fact that I can't sit here and have this full-blown, um, detailed conversation with your parents. Um but it's always something that bothered me. And I'm trying. You know, I'll be trying to learn. And I know some shit, but I'm not. I guess when I get around people who know the language better than I do, you know, I kind of just shy back. But what made me feel more comfortable other than, like, having you and your sister there to, like, be that translator mm-hmm. was the fact that your little brother was there. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I'm not the only one who doesn't know how to speak Spanish here, you know? <laughs> like, it's not just me. But when... So I think that made me super nervous. Yeah, because my little brother is 10 years old and he does not speak Spanish. Mind you, my parents speak Spanish and my little brother understands it, but he doesn't speak it. He only speaks English. Um, He'll say a few words in Spanish, but him and my mom seem to communicate with no problem. And my stepdad does speak English um, and he does understand English, but like he mainly talks in Spanish. Yeah. I noticed that when we went to Florida, like we mm-hmm. would talk and he was, he would speak in English and say mm-hmm. things. And then, um, but like you could tell like his preference is Spanish, mm-hmm. but it was cool. I'm, I, I'm not at all uncomfortable with your family at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than still the language barrier, but I told him, I was like, y'all gonna have to accept me as I am and just teach me, like teach me, put me on. I yeah. don't like, I don't know what else I'm supposed to yeah. do, but I'm here. We kicking it and I'm not going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, I feel like everyone who was there spoke English for yeah, the most part. Yeah, predominantly, yeah. Like, we would speak Spanish here and there, but mm-hmm. it was, like, my sister and her boyfriend and my cousin, like, they all speak English. English, yeah. Um, so, yeah. How did you feel when I was meeting your parents? Did you think it was going to be weird? First of all, what is your parents, like, idea? Have they ever sat here and told you, like, I want you to be with this kind of person or, like, find a person who's this way? Not really. Okay. I feel like, I mean, they don't talk about us to us about a lot of things growing up. So why? Right. (laughs) Um, How did I feel? I mean, it was, I was a little nervous (laughs) because it's like, they never, they met only one person that I dated. Mm -hmm. Um, And even then it wasn't like officially like, oh, this is, that's my boyfriend. It was like, oh, that's her friend. But everybody knew that was not just my friend. friend, So it was just nerve wracking for you to meet my family because obviously you're a girl. (laughs) <laughs> and it was like this is the f- yeah. first official relationship as an adult mm-hmm. that you're meeting them. So I would have been nervous regardless of the sex of the person, mm-hmm. but it was ex- it was extra nerve wracking because of that. Um, and I'm right. like, oh, and she doesn't speak English. Like I'm just, I mean, and she, I'm like, <laughs> and, and she, she doesn't speak Spanish. So this is gonna up. be tragic. Luckily, we went to a place where they were playing music, so there was no, there was no need to be chit chatting. <laughs> yeah, but then it was like weird because then like 
Y'all don't talk like that anyway. And what? that's the that's the oh, crazy yeah. part. It's like they're not like talkative people. Um, I feel like here and there it depends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously it depends upon conversation, mm-hmm. but for a good majority of the time that I went out with you guys, you guys really don't talk much. Mm-hmm. Even when y'all go home, y'all just be on your phones. And I'm just like, all right, that's yeah. cool. Like, I can, I'll, I'll get out of that conversation for now. Yeah. Um, But I definitely think that it, that's one thing that worried me too, is the fact that you've, you've come out and it hasn't even been, I don't even think it was that long in between that I met them. Right. It was probably like a month. Yeah. So I. I was super nervous, like scar, and and that's what made it all the more worse for me. Was like, Ugh, I can't even like, uh-huh. you know, sweet talk them, like. Yeah. <laughs> but they were super nice. They gave me a hug when I was there. You know, when they first met me, mm-hmm. and it was like cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I never got any bad vibes from them, so mm-hmm. I felt very welcome. And I think yeah. the more that I'm around them, I feel more welcome. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like my parents are very welcoming or was accepting yeah. towards you? Yeah. I I have no problem meeting parents. <laughs> That's one thing about me. Like, I I never get nervous. I never... No, I don't know what it is, but I could talk to anybody. So I feel like the first time I met your mom, it was easy because she's also very talkative. Mm-hmm. So we were just talking and talking and talking. She was telling me a bunch of stuff and... When I met your dad, it was kind of like the same thing. Mm-hmm. He was asking a lot of questions and, yeah. He asked mm-hmm. a lot of questions, but sometimes he can get a little quiet and awkward. My mm-hmm. mom will not stop. <laughs> she will not stop. Love her to death, though. She's actually quite, she's funny. All right, so you meet parents a lot, mm-hmm. or you have. I've met a couple of parents. Nah, of oh, people mean... that you've dated? Yes. Oh, Wow. I wouldn't have expected that. You did say that. I think you did People say that. People love introducing me because to their family. Because I'm about family. to say, you said, you've mentioned like you've been introduced to their family, but not vice versa. Mm, and they was mad about that. So you were very particular <laughs> who met your family. Oh, yeah. Very particular. For what purpose, very. though? For the sole they, purpose of like it just wasn't. I, like this is the thing. Like I just, me and, my, me and my parents don't have this really close relationship when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, they don't know everyone who I dated and I like to keep it that way because it's like if you're meeting my parents, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think I had the luxury of doing that because I didn't live with my parents. Mm-hmm. Now, if I live with my parents when I dated all these people, then I think that's a different story. Yeah. Because it's like I live under your roof. Obviously, you're going to know where, like who's picking me up or like they're just going to be nosy. Mm-hmm. But, like, since I didn't live there, it was, like, I'm dating around and you don't got to know nobody. And, yeah, I was, um, like, I dated a a lot of people for pretty long. And I met their parents, but they never met mine. So were you, like, the one that they always loved? Like, the person that was like, oh, Tyra, 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 we love her. I don't know. I have no idea. Have you ever been disrespected by a past partner's mom? Mom, dad, parents, whatever. So I haven't. But um, I I was dating this girl, and she was white. And, like, we all went out, like, me, her, her mom. And her mom just randomly brought up, like, Donald Trump. <laughs> okay. Um, not your favorite topic. Yep. Not your favorite yeah, person yeah, yeah. in the and world. I was like, I honestly just forgot the conversation because I just toned out. Like, I was just like, I'm going to ignore everything that she says because... It wasn't like a fuck Donald Trump. It was kind of like a supportive thing. And I was just like, mm. Not fucking with uh, it. Yeah. And then the girl I was talking to, she was not with that at all. So she like 
her then she started arguing with her mom mm. <laughs> and i've been there a, i've been there a lot for some reason like there was just a lot of arguments and i'm like i'm gonna let you handle that because i'm not gonna get disrespectful like that's just not the type of person that i am mm. And I think it was just because it was kind of early in our relationship. So I didn't really feel like me and their parent had that bond where I could be like, yeah, fuck out of here. Like, yeah. we're not doing that. So I just, we just avoided the conversation. But I never had like a bad interaction. Um, or I could say one thing. I dated my, my first boyfriend. Um, we dated for like two years, whatever. His mom was so overprotective with him. What is it with these guys' moms? He was Puerto Rican and Dominican. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, he was like 18. So I'm like, okay, well, we're young. Mm -hmm. Whatever. But like, she was like a little bit too much sometimes. Um, And she would call me when he wouldn't pick up the phone. Oh, wow. And sometimes I would be working, busy. Like, I was very active when I was going to school. I wasn't just chilling all the time. Like, either I was in class or I was working. Mm. And me and him, obviously, like, we were together because we went to the same college. But that doesn't mean that we were together all the time. He had his job. He had his classes. He lived in his own (laughs) dorm. So I was just like, honestly, I think I was just nice for too long because she would literally call me all the time. All the time. And then she'll call me from block numbers. And then I had to be like, lady, I do not (laughs) know where he's at. I don't, I'm not with him 24-7. His girlfriend, not his mother. mother. Right. I'm like, I don't have a tracker on him. I don't (laughs) have his location. Like, I literally, and I had to tell her, like, I had to rip her. And then I had to rip him. Like, can you pick up your mom's phone call? Because I'm tired of her fucking calling me. But, like, how many times... Obviously, you said she was doing it all the time. So, like, would you would tell him and he'd be like, my bad? Or just like, oh, all right. Would you tell her type he shit? He was weird. He would be MIA God, doing, doing God knows what. Yeah, I would have ripped him too. Like, yeah, I was like, are you, what are you doing? Are you What are you doing? So, I'm like, I don't know what the beef is with you and your mom, but just give her a call back because I'm literally sick of her calling me. And tell her that I don't have a tracker on you. <laughs> So like, it was just ever to call, like, to, to see where he was. It was never like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, What's up? Yeah, he's not picking up my phone call. Like, I... <sighs> but then I found out that she had, like, mental health issues. Uh, so then I felt a little bit bad. And then. Asshole. Yeah. But it was just like, come on now. Like, Still. I feel like sometimes there's certain moms that are so overprotective over, over like, their, their sons that it's mm. kind of weird. Yeah. It's like. Is that your son or is that your boyfriend? Because I'm confused. But yeah, that was my experience. Have you ever met someone's family and they didn't like you or they gave you a hard time? I am the golden child. Uh-huh. And I say that in, in a positive manner, meaning everybody loved me. Um, mm-hmm. Nah. I hadn't except one time. And it wasn't like on ever no disrespectful shit or like um, that this parent would come out her mouth, but oddly enough, the I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the person I was fucking with. Huh. Um, his mom <laughs> did not fuck with me. Or I don't know if it was just that she wasn't fucking with me. It's just I think it was just one of those things that it was like, I didn't care to fuck with you type shit, you know? And you said she was Dominican. She was Dominican. Some Dominican moms could really be ruthless. I literally <laughs> and I'm not, you know, 
I'm okay with eventually meeting your parents. I don't need to be, you know, immediately in their sight or whatever. But because, again, it's harder to do when you live at home. And, you know, my parents, well, my mom has run into a couple people that I have fucked with. But it was ne- never on, like, an official meet. Um, so homeboy was living at home, obviously. And I would pop up. And I would come through. And I would stay over. And then... I would like pretty much, you know, see his mom in passing, like when I'm leaving and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say hi. Like at the end of the day, I'm in your house. I'm not gonna be disrespectful. I'm not gonna be like, no, you know, you have to say hi. Yeah, so right. Much. That's a uh-huh. you're in someone else's home. Like you're gonna be polite enough to be like, mm-hmm. hey, how you doing? Like, right. You know what you want to do with that is what you're gonna do with that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was I would you know say hi and then I would leave. But, like, I never felt comfortable enough to, like, chill upstairs or nothing with everybody. Like, eventually, like, when you fucking with somebody long enough, you know, you're around, around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was crazy because I never had the issue, like, his siblings would talk to me, kick it with me. Eventually, like, I met his stepdad and his stepdad was cool as fuck. His stepdad knew English. His mom was a little rough on the English. Mm-hmm. And I think that was another thing that made it really hard for me because I'm like, fuck, like, mm-hmm. in this situation where I can't communicate directly you know or it's a little hard um but yeah i would say hi she would be on the phone all the time chatting it up with somebody she would just look at me and like disregard me like and i would think to myself like maybe this is just in my head like i'm just doing Uh i'm just thinking too much but in reality like prior prior experiences from that one parents always used to like Hey, Jojo, how you doing? Da, da, da. How are you? You know, talking to me, like mad interactive with me. Um, I've had parents that loved me, you know. I've So that was like a weird situation for me. And I was like, this is what shorties deal with when dating guys because this is corny. Mm-hmm. And like, I get it. But it's like, I've given you, I've, I haven't been disrespectful. I haven't given you any reason to be like, you know, standoffish. Uh-huh. So, and and I feel like when you're in a position to where you don't have a rapport with your partner's parents uh-huh. it it's a little like annoying because like if i didn't fuck with your parents but you fuck with mine and so my parents is really cool with you uh-huh. that's kind of like i'm jealous yeah and that's kind of the situation with the person i was dating at the mm-hmm. time like the, their rapport with my parents were good, like kicking it all day, chit chatting, like, and I'm like, that's kind of corny, like, like you mean like he was cool with your family, yeah, but you weren't cool with his, yeah, okay, like I, I was kind of cool, and eventually, like, like I said, I met his siblings and they were cool as fuck and stepdad, but his mom, I just couldn't kick it, and it, and it was bothering me too because a part of her reminded me of my mom, really, yeah. So the one thing I'm gonna just tell you this one story. <laughs> Damn, I'm fucking up. Um, homeboy got his jaw busted. Oh my! I go God. to the hospital. I'm sitting with him in the oh hospital. Yeah, I hate to talk about this. Not to put his shit out there, but whatever. We go to the hospital. His mom comes. His mom disregards that I'm there. I'm not even there. She comes in. I say hi. Nothing. Straight to him. Talking to him. And I'm just like in the corner in the chair, and I'm like, okay, Picasso, 
and I forget, but like it was just mad weird. It was just a complete like I was not there, and I was like, yo, I don't even gotta be here for this shit. What you call me down here for? Like if you knew your mom was coming, I did not have to come down here because you knew it was gonna be yeah. like this. Like so, he went to the hospital by himself. Yeah, and then you met him there. Yeah, she so she didn't even thank you for like oh thank you for staying with nothing him. nothing well, I got here nothing nada nah, nope. Nothing. She was not fucking with you. She not was, at she did not all. Not at all. Oh my god. So I was like, that was hurting your ego, huh? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I was low key salty, and I was like, yo, like, all I, I'm not asking to be BFFs, uh, just a, a like, a, a sense of acknowledgement, you know. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't getting that. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I did. Mm-hmm. Eventually, she talked to me, and like, she yeah. realized like I'm not just some. Uh-huh. You know, regular ass, bougie, whatever type of girl, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, I'm from around here, one. Uh-huh. Like, my parents go th- have been through struggles, too. Like, yo, you, we know different. Uh-huh. And I felt like something about that was just, I don't know. But whatever, that shit was weird for me, and I didn't fuck with it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when, it, when we did break the ice and we did talk, it was cool. Uh-huh. And I respected it 110%. And then I uh, stopped dating him. <laughs> and that was it. Yikes. But that was the like one and only time. Mm-hmm. I had been very much liked after that. Mm-hmm. But I've seen other people, you know, in relationships that are just, their parents just, like you said, don't, they just involved in their everyday lives and their personal, you know, business and like mm-hmm. relationships. Some parents have like invalidated people's relationships and it's just like, oh, what? yeah. I mean, especially for gay people. Yeah. They just always call your partner, your friends mm-hmm. like, oh, that's her friend. Have you ever friend, heard your parents friend, call me, a fr- call me a friend or something? No, they they like okay. say it by your name, but they also don't acknowledge girlfriend. Uh-huh. So whatever <laughs> it is what it is i'm I'm not pressuring them or anything yeah. but i do think it's funny because they'll just say like your name they'll call you by your name mine's do the same thing though well, where's tyra where's uh-huh. uh, where's such and such yeah i don't think they're ever like where's your boyfriend where's your girlfriend and i think it's because like they never know when it's gonna change what do you mean <laughs> like it they well obviously we're not gonna change uh-huh. but like they're they never be like oh where's your boyfriend where's your girlfriend and not because they don't know if they're gonna be here next week type shit mm. so that's fine but mm-hmm. you won't be meeting them right uh, right that's true what would you say are the steps to like getting along with their family because i feel like for the lgbtq community <laughs> i feel like we have to deal with this the most just because we are gay and it's like we already have like a, a target on our back right like it's like if they it's, already think you're not human right and i feel like with hispanic families that's also a thing too um so yeah what would you say um i think it's just for like conversation mm-hmm. you know engaging mm-hmm. um you know, being, I don't want to say being eager, but, you know, showing that you're open to having the conversation with mm-hmm. them, you know, simple questions, just mm-hmm. to show that you're kind of involved and invested in who they are and mm-hmm. you're wanting to get to know them. Yeah. I think that can go a long way. You never yeah. want to be a person who's like, oh, I don't want to feel like I'm like being nosy by asking too many questions, but mm-hmm. they're going to ask you questions too. So it's right. like, be open to letting them get to know you and yeah. you invest in getting to know them Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. And I feel like um, just asking them questions when it comes to like your partner, like, oh, how how were they when they were a kid? Or like, let me see some baby pictures or like, I don't know, it could be anything. But like starting a conversation so they know that like you're interested in getting to know their family as well because that's important to like get to know them and have a relationship you know yeah um Mm -hmm. i would think obviously helping them you know when Mm -hmm. you're around especially like you come over you have dinner or you're out you're Mm -hmm. like you know can i help you or if you ever need help you know kind of lend that um or offer that you know hand to help yeah you know if you ever need anything call me Mm -hmm. you ever want us to do anything like we got it Mm -hmm. um you know that can go a long way because they you know you like to think they have other people to run to but sometimes the one they depend on is this child (laughs) yeah i i definitely agree with that and a good example for that is like have you ever been to like a family party where like they're hosting and like they have to be running around and like doing a bunch of things i think offering like you said help volunteering yourself like break breaking down things if it's like the end of the the party and staying there late yeah and just helping like being a helpful person helping them wash dishes and i know a lot a lot of families are like oh don't do that no no don't do that but low-key they like that yeah don't wash the dish i got it but low-key they love that like you want me to wash the dish it's one less thing yeah it's like little things like that i think matter yeah Mm Um, what's another one? Um, I think sharing time, playing, playing fair, so to say. Mm-hmm. And that's like not favorite, favoritizing, or is that, is that a word? I don't know. Showing favoritism to one side mm-hmm. more than the other side when you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so pretty much an example of seeing my family all the time, every day or like every holiday and then mm-hmm. not sharing the same you know, with her side of the family, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) which it's a little bit harder for us because we're not so close together. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we will be equally, but believe it or not, I'm not going to say that because I see my parents because my parents are close. So I do see my parents Mm -hmm. um, just not on the daily. Yeah. Often enough, but not on the daily. I think you do a good balance. I try. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I, yo, sometimes I feel... Like, I don't have a good balance. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to see family more. Mm-hmm. And then I do it. And then I'm like, I need to, I miss my friends. I need to see my friends yeah. more. And then I'm like, okay, I need to just see me more. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it's it can be hard. It can yeah. be tricky. But, you know. Everybody. I think it's hard because you have a lot of friends, one. And two, your parents aren't together. Yeah, that's so hard. <laughs> that's so, so hard. Yeah. And then, like, one gets jealous of the other. Like, it's bad enough I got to deal with two separate parents. Yeah. And then it's, like, at least your parents are together. But, like, yeah. I have to deal with, oh, I have to see her family, too, you yeah. know. So holidays are rough. But you got to make it work. Yeah. Like like she said, it's important to just take turns. Like, let's say this year, you know, we we did Thanksgiving with my family. And next year, we'll do Thanksgiving with your family. Um, and finding something that works for, like, both of you. Um then I would say, like, communication, it's obviously pretty big, like we said before. But um, I think it's important to just communicate with your partner when it comes to how you feel about the whole family thing. Like, mm-hmm. if you're feeling like they're rejecting you, if you're feeling like they don't like you, 
you have to tell them that. Like, yeah. you have to tell your partner that. You have to tell them, like, listen, I feel this type of way, and this is why I feel that way. And they should try to fix that between, like, you and, and their parents. Like, they should try to form those boundaries where they have a conversation with their parents. Like, listen, they feel uncomfortable because this isn't that. Can you please make an effort to, like at least acknowledge my partner or like yeah. at least have a simple conversation with them. Like you don't have to be so dismissive mm-hmm. like how you were saying. With, yeah. With, I don't think that conversation ever happened. So. Yeah. But, but I also don't think you cared that much. Nah, eventually I was just like, I don't give a fuck. That's fine. I could walk right by you in your own home. Mm-hmm. It, like it, it got to that point. Mm-hmm. But I also think um, keeping in mind, you know, obviously the difference in families, not everyone has mm-hmm. the same uh you know traditions beliefs and all those things Mm -hmm. so i think just keeping in mind that your family is not going to be like my family so i can't go in there thinking that i can just say whatever i want or immediately be comfortable Mm -hmm. in doing whatever i want and not you know kind of like not expecting them to look at me like i'm crazy you know Mm -hmm. so i think definitely not how do you say that um uh, i don't know the word I don't know. I guess just being more. Mm, I can't figure out the word. I can't figure out the word for you. That's because you never understand me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying just be more uh, polite, I guess, so to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, you know, probably not the word that I'm looking for, but that's the one that's on my tongue. Yeah. So whatever. Um, I I don't know if you have another one, but I definitely think that. Um, Disconnecting yourself when you're in these family functions with your partner, you mm-hmm. know, and there's people there that you really don't fuck with, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's family members that you've had a hard time with or just don't necessarily connect with. Um, don't allow that to, um, like push you away from these family functions, these family gatherings and like being involved. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that makes it hard, not just for you, but for your partner. And then it seems like real sketchy, like, Oh, you don't ever want to be here, blah, blah, blah. For one person, like, mm-hmm. you know, I think we just have to do a better job disconnecting from the people that we don't have a connection with mm-hmm. and not letting it ruin our time, mm-hmm. um, with our close ones, mm-hmm. our partner's close ones. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I got. Um, I guess in examples yeah. of just being the better. last thing I have is um to have some manners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like um, especially in a Hispanic household, like if you come in, you have to say hi to everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The you kisses. Can, yeah, the like oh, you gotta say like or you could guy. say hi to everyone at once like a big yeah. hi how are y'all doing or whatever or and, and when you leave too like i feel like that's just showing like a sign of respect especially mm-hmm. when you're coming into their house um i was always taught that if you are the person that's coming into the house you, you're the one that's supposed to say hi yeah. they shouldn't have to get up from their chair and like start a conversation with you like you should be the one that well you came in you say hi to everybody yeah um <laughs> i remember i was dating this person and they took me to their family's house of course and there was like 10 of them there <laughs> what a time and it was like a lot of dominicans so i was like i'm gonna say hi to every single person here 
No, I literally <laughs> did. No, you did? <laughs> no, there were so many people that. there. Yeah. No, but that. he told me. He was oh. like, you have to like say hi to them. Why I would you even put me in that if, position? I don't know if he had like a bad experience with like mm. someone else he dated who didn't say hi, but he was like, just make sure you say hi to them. I was like, all right. Whatever. They be ready. Because you know what's funny is that when you mm-hmm. leave... They chatting about you heavy. Mm-hmm. They talking hella shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, you fuck up. Mm-hmm. Just know. They fucking, they talking shit. Right. Yep. That's funny though, because I did walk into in a house where mm-hmm. they were like having like a little party. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you knew this was happening and you decided to bring me mm-hmm. to the crib the right way. And now I gotta say hi to all these people. I'm really, I'm, I'm a little awkward. I, I try not to be, but I feel like sometimes I have a hard time saying hi and bye. Like I can say hi, hey, you know, sometimes hugs, kisses. Mm-hmm. But when it's time to say bye, especially when it's like an overwhelmingly amount of people, I'm just like, ooh, yeah. Because then mean, it's you like you like can't a- say hi to some people and then or like bye to some people uh-huh. and not to other people. So I feel like when I'm in those positions, I just go bye. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm you're leaving. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> but yeah show your manners yeah and control yourself mm-hmm. that's it that's all i got for this topic i hope you guys somewhat kind of sort of enjoyed it or got a little something from it um again it was just a topic that popped into my head that i felt like we should talk about because uh, people have a lot of issues with relationships and families yeah and if you guys have some tips Please, please, please let us know. Write it in the comments. Yeah. Um, Y'all been real callaita. <laughs> and we need you to speak up. Like, yeah. what's going on? Uh-huh. Where's the comments? Where's the Where's the emails? Like, let's go. Wow, we still getting emails. Stop okay. it. All right. Maybe <laughs> we're still getting. Up. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into this uh, family meeting. And yeah. hopefully it's not as crazy as last week. I. <laughs> What are your thoughts on girls who refuse to eat out their partners? I've heard some comments that there are people, some who are not necessarily pillow princess, who don't enjoy eating other people out. I know you get a lot of questions about how people don't like strapping or who want to strap a partner who's against it. But I would love to hear your thoughts on this when it comes to eating out. Mm. So basically, like, what do you think about pillow princesses? I mean, it it's not for everybody, but it works for some people. Like, are pillow princesses really gay? I can't answer that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know because I feel like you have some people who also don't like to be penetrated, right? Yeah. So I don't know. People have their preference. I, I, you know. I but I, I, I feel like. Maybe I'm wrong. The person asking this question probably is dating someone who's oh, like they're always the top and their partner's always the bottom. Mm-hmm. But it's like, when do I like when, when do when I do get, I get to be the bottom? Pleased, right? Right? Like all about communication, of yeah. course. But my thoughts on it, I do think it's a little bit odd. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to make people feel bad. But I do think that it's a little bit odd because it's like. Eat, like just try at least they like, just try it out <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like even if you don't what like you have to be willing to find other ways to please your partner oh yeah like if you're not a person who's gonna give head then what are you offering you know mm-hmm. what there ha- there's other ways but it's like 
you know, if you're not trying to find those ways yeah. or try those ways, it's just like, well, then what the fuck are we really here for? Then are you really gay? Like, you just want to get pleased. And I honestly, it's hard to tell because you know there are a lot of straight girls who be like, oh, I would never, I would never eat out some shorty, but I would, I would let some shorty eat me out. Mm-hmm. You know? So, but I don't know. Y'all gotta stop fucking with these. And, and and not all pillow princesses are like, oh, I don't eat. You know, like I won't eat nobody out. They just like to receive more than giving. Uh huh. Um, but you gotta come to a compromise. Yeah. Like go to one of these sex stores and maybe test out like a toy or something. Right. On your partner, but like obviously, I don't know. Like, but I feel like you still gotta try one time. <laughs> one time. You got listen. Touch it. One time. Yeah. Try it one time. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, maybe she just don't want to do it because it's a lot of work. It can be a lot of work. You don't just, you know, touch it and it happens. You don't just, and it yeah. happens. Like, it's some work. Uh-huh. And for some people, you know, sometimes yeah. you just rather have somebody to just fucking lay on their back and not do anything because mm-hmm. you'll spend more time waiting for something to happen when they're actually <laughs> doing it and nothing will happen. <laughs> <laughs> And have them do it the wrong way. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, it could be for many reasons. Maybe this person doesn't feel confident in themselves. Yeah. Like, maybe they feel like, "Mm, like, I don't even want to do it because I feel like I suck at it. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they really just don't like it. But that that makes me wonder, like, if this was like a straight relationship, I hate to compare it. Like, let's say there was a couple dating for years, but like, the girl never sucked their little... Pee-pee. It be like that. These men happen. Be, these men be like, get the fuck out of here if you're not doing that. <laughs> like these men are not with that shit. And I feel yeah. like as women, we're just more like we care about our partners a little bit more. And like it's not always about sex. Mm. I feel like with men, they were like, yeah, peace out. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, try try new things. Yeah, see what you can get out of I wouldn't there. say they're not gay. I would just say maybe they're just not there yet. That could be another thing. If you've had the conversation and it's just that they refuse off the strength of they just don't want to do it at all and don't care to do it, then you just... And it's not working for you, then you just have to let that go. But make sure you have, you've you know, exerted all avenues of conversation right. and saying, is it that you're uncomfortable? Do you just not feel like you know you can mm-hmm. have that um like sexual confidence mm-hmm. and you know because sometimes it, it's hot and it's sexy when you know you're the one being the pillow princess so mm-hmm. to say you know and you're the one being pleased and allowing someone else to do the work and then you know when it's someone who doesn't usually do the work or haven't been in a position to where they've you know, have to give. It's mm-hmm. just, it can be unsexy real quick yeah. because you're like, what do I do? Well, how do I do it? Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. So just talk about it and, you know, I guess tell them how you want it done. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but good luck with that. Yeah. Um. All right. You want to do the next question? Mm-hmm. Next one. Two year. What? That's how it start? Mm-hmm. Okay. A two year relationship ended and two months after we broke up, a girl messaged me saying that 
they're a thing and wanted to know if her and my ex no no <laughs> read that that's all fucked up i can't <laughs> i'm gonna read this word for word and you take what you get i don't like i'm tired of this you be setting me up i i did not read these okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna just read it two-year relationship ended and two months after we broke up a girl messaged me saying that our thing and wanted to know if her and my ex and I had been talking. Are we are we catching? Okay, so she was in a two-year relationship. It mm-hmm. ended. Two months later, after that relationship ended, a girl messaged her um, asking if I guess her they were still and together. her ex were a thing. Or been talking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, of course, because we were in a two-year relationship. What the fuck uh-huh. are you talking about? So I'll proceed. Now, this is no shade on the writer. We know you know your fingers were excited. You was getting to it. I'm sorry. But, like, I'll just be sounding crazy. Proceeding. We were. They had been talking. I was torn, and I even met up with the girl, and she had... <sighs> this is fucking me up. <laughs> I was torn and I even met up with the girl and she had how she knew her. You heard that? She had how she knew her worth. And at the end, no, no, no. And at the end, they ended up together. Never thought I would be here from my ex again. She messaged me the other day and we had conversations. I know at this point it's over, but do I let her girlfriend know I'm still in love with my ex? I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I just was trying to do a math equation in my head (laughs) when I have a phone right next to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I should be Google translating this. So she can read it back to me. All right. But the question was, all in all, what I got from it was that um, there's some fuckery going on. Don't get back with your ex. They're an ex for a reason. Just call it a day. So what it sounds like, again, this is no shade on you. No shade on you, sis. I'm just, maybe we should pre-read and sort this out for you. But, But I want our natural reaction. I know. And you're getting it. You're getting it, and it's making me look the dumb, the dumb, dumb, dumb. It's like every time when I'm reading, I'm just. Da, da, why do you da, get da, the, da, Why do you get the fucked up one? I don't know, bro. I'm already looking crazy on these screens. Now I can't read, speak okay. Spanish. Anyway, so y'all broke up. Shorty got a girlfriend. Your your ex girlfriend now has a girlfriend. It sounds like the present girlfriend hit you up asking if you were still in contact with the ex-girlfriend and then you guys met up i guess talked about the shenanigans um and now it's like she messaged me the other day and we had a conversation i know at this point it's over but do i let her girlfriend know okay no no you don't need to let the girlfriend know that you're still in love with your ex-girlfriend because why are we still in love with our ex-girlfriend? I mean, they're not going to get over it overnight. But it's no. like, 
your girlfriend is just playing games or your ex-girlfriend's playing games. This is just tragic. If it's just a lot of flippy floppy here and there, you know, you you just got to let it go because you don't want to be caught up in a situation with someone that's just constantly going back and forth. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I got from that mm-hmm. passage. I don't know if that's what you were really saying, but, right. um, you know, there's plenty of people out here, y'all. We just have to give the people the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You're going to find someone better the people we dealt with is not the only people we're ever going to have to to date or deal mm-hmm. with or love in our lives. So with that being said, no, don't tell the girlfriend of the ex that you're still in love with the ex. It doesn't matter. Let them deal with that and have their mm-hmm. happily ever, not so happily ever after relationship. But I think we should just stop ruining other people's opportunities. You know, if they didn't cheat mm-hmm. on you with this person, if they cheated on you with this person, I'd be like, fuck it, blow it up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, don't take away the opportunity for someone else for being a shitty person. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's going to find out if she don't already know. Yeah. But I don't know. I think you going out of your way to make it known that you're still in love with them isn't doing nothing. No. Now, in the event that you guys are still talking and you want her to know. Yeah. I want to do another one because I I don't I don't want to lose the listeners because that that one was a little confusing. Rough. So okay, I'll read the next one. Love watching. So I set certain standards for anyone I date because I've worked hard to establish myself. But I feel like those same standards that built me to where I am keep me away from dating women. Do you have any advice on this? Because I don't want to lower my standards because I tried it before, but I just felt like I was settling. Thank you. Thank you. Much love. Don't lower your standards. No. Because then when you lower your standards and you start dating these people, you're always going to find something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And it's never going to move further. Like, I feel like if you're looking to date seriously, then you shouldn't lower your standards. If you're looking to date for fun, like you just trying to have a good time, then if they cute, they cute. Who mm-hmm. gives a fuck about <laughs> about what they talking about? Like it's just a physical thing. But if, like I said, if you are seriously interested in having a long term relationship, then you shouldn't lower your standards mm-hmm. because I feel like what what is that doing for you? Like yeah, you're not like you said, you're not. Um, it's pushing people away from you, but like, um, those are just people who aren't aren't meant to be around you. Yeah. That's it. Anyone who feels threatened or who just doesn't feel comfortable with the standards that you have mm-hmm. set, they just not. They just shouldn't be around. They're not meant to be around you. And I think that with having standards, it's like we're people are so used to like living in a life of no boundaries or knowing boundaries. And I feel like when you get to a point in life where you're like, you know, you start to realize, okay, I can place boundaries and these things can be followed. I can have standards and there will be people who will understand and fall in these Mm -hmm. standards, you know? Like, it's not, I mean, I don't know what impossible ones are. It depends on what you have, but. I could relate to this when it came to dating men. Like, I wrote a list of the things that the guy that I dated needed to have. Mm -hmm. And it was a little bit ridiculous. (laughs) It was like. So be more realistic, so to say. no because at the end of the day it just it didn't work out because i obviously had more i was i have i was more interested in women okay yeah and i feel like my stand not that my standards were lower for women but it was just like not as crazy like with men i was like they gotta be like six two at least they gotta have their car they gotta live by themselves 
They got to be, have a good job, be educated. Like, I was, like, super particular with men. And look at the difference. <laughs> so different with women. Um, dated someone 5'2". You are not 5'2". No, I said you dated someone who was 5'2". I'm not 5'2". I'm actually 6'1". I'm lying. I'm 5'9". <laughs> um, I think the person you want is... Um, will come in time. Okay. No, but I was going to say, with her list, if you do have a list, look at it and, and be like, am I being like um too unrealistic when it comes to like physical stuff? Mm. Like, are you saying they have to be like 5'8"? They have to have curly hair. Like, didn't, things like that, you got to watch out for that. Because like those little things are what... What would prevent you from finding someone? Mm-hmm. Or like, if you're particular even about race. I know some people have their preference in quotations. Their preference. Like, if you're just dating, I don't know, Latinas. And it's like, how about you expand your palate? Mm-hmm. They. Oh, I like that. I like <laughs> she that. Could be, she could be Indian. She could be Asian. She could be black. <laughs> she could be palette. white. Like. <laughs> You know, like yeah. it's like things like that. I would say, look at your look at your mental list again and mm-hmm. see that sometimes we put these like certain physical attributes that someone needs to have, and sometimes they don't have that. And I've dated people who po- probably weren't the most physically attractive person to everybody, but to me, I feel like they were attractive in their own way, personally. Like their personality was also. A plus. Whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. A fear of settling is one of my big things. And I think that with that being said, that doesn't just pertain to settling with the person that you're dating. It also pertains to settling with the person you're presenting yourself to be while dating that person. Yeah. When you lower your standards, I feel like you also lower your self standards, you know? Like, you become the person that's comfortable for them. All right, guys, we had a lot of technical difficulties in this episode, so we're just going to close it out. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to to like, share, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Deuce, deuce, mother goose.